I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite, all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. First of all, you don't know me. (laughs) We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl. Drama girl. Cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens. Smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl. You could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens. Drama, drama queens, drama queens. Okay, friends. We just watched episode 13, which uh, I'm, my, my brain's still trying to process this episode. It's like, 
all sorts of weird stuff happened and they didn't necessarily tie together. So many levels. Yeah. It's- I feel like this was the episode where there was all this stuff left over on the board in the writer's uh-huh. room. And yep. they were like, okay, well, it's this, it's the winter finale. We're about mm-hmm. to go on hiatus. Let's just throw all the rest of the stuff into one. This is the day after Thanksgiving sandwich of episodes. It's, totally. <laughs> it's the Crock-Pot, the Crock-Pot uh, it. episode. It's Hanging by a Moment. It originally aired February 10th, 2004. Breakdown is on their way to drive Karen home from the airport. Keith and Lucas have a collision with an oncoming vehicle, leaving Lucas unconscious and fighting for his life. I mean, that's like the last two seconds of the episode. Truly, I'm like, so much other stuff happened. Yeah, so this description can be a little bit misleading. Um, Do we want to go back to the beginning of the episode? I really hope you guys are watching along with us, because I like to get into the minutiae of this. And I feel like if you haven't watched it recently, you ought to. Join. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in with us. So how does this one start? Hold on. I got to go <gasps> to my notes. I pulled up my notes. We So so we really dive into Dan. We talk with there's a lot of Camilla, Whitey Camilla stuff that probably yeah. was supposed to be in the pilot and all that other stuff and never worked in. Well, the thing that's pretty crazy is in the last episode, Lucas and Peyton have this moment and Peyton says, ignore it. You know, it didn't mean anything. He says it didn't. She says, of course it did, but we're not doing this. And then this episode opens up with everyone in the hallways walking between classes. And when the bell rings in the hallway, maybe is empty, maybe it's not. Lucas just kisses Peyton in public at school. I have caught for, what, 20 years now for being a bad friend to Brooke. And like, I guess because I didn't really pay that much attention to the episodes once they were all cut together, I just accepted it. I'm like, oh yeah, Peyton's the worst. She's a bad guy. And now that I'm watching it and I see how much Lucas is pursuing the situation, I feel vindicated. I feel better about the situation. They're really switching places, Lucas and Nathan. Yeah. And I mean, Nathan even says it near the end of the episode. It was the first time that he ever said out loud that he had started the whole thing by messing with Lucas because he had been saying to Haley this whole time. He, uh, I'm a good guy. I'm misunderstood. Blah, blah, blah. He, you know, he was manipulating a lot of it and never admitted it. So that was the first time he slipped and said, yeah. you know, so that makes her feel like the whole relationship is based on a lie. And I'm interested to see where that goes. Well, and it's almost like now that Nathan is finally showing up and stepping up and being a good guy, it's it's almost like he's comfortable talking about what a bad guy he used to be. Yeah. But it's yeah. the first time she's hearing it. And, and he he almost is proud of himself. Like, wow, right. I've become oh, a really God. good guy. And, and it's isn't it ironic that now Lucas is the bad guy? And he doesn't even realize that he has revealed what his first motivations were. Yep. Well, it's especially hard to stomach, too, because Haley just had a screaming match with Lucas <sighs> about, like, what are you talking about, you know? And he's yelling at her about the whole Nathan relationship. And she's like, this is apples to oranges, dude. We are not in the same boat and defends Nathan. So for him Uh. to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's the worst. Man, this did start off as a, you know, as a joke. Um, Is painful. Lots of revelations. It's probably payback for you leaving him on the doorstep last episode with your, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm glad Haley finally gave it to, to Lucas. Somebody had to give him a smack. That was so good. So good. Because you said everything we've been talking about and feeling, but just the way he's behaving and the manipulation and the two-time. And then he goes into a full 
gaslighting and tells you, you, the honest friend who's told him that, you know, who's really been there and who's, who's been frank about her feelings and all of these things. He says, you betrayed me, you. And it's like, what? It's so out of line. How many, I mean, this is a, there's a level of it that's a normal human reaction. Our pride goes up when we're in a fight. We don't want to be True. wrong. We want to deflect and put it off on somebody else. Okay, that's everybody does that in some form or another. Um, there's another level of it when it's legitimate gaslighting and trying to make the other person feel like they're crazy and there's nothing wrong, which I think this borders on. Like, this is a little bit beyond just defensiveness. This is a full turnaround of like, yeah. let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you instead and what I mm. think is wrong with you. Um, and I love that Haley just didn't have it. She mm-hmm. wasn't, she didn't get caught up. I totally got caught up in those conversations in real life relationships all the time. Um, when things would get turned around on me and I love that Haley didn't, she was just, I, I love her. I love her so much more now too. than I did when I was younger. <laughs> well, honestly, like when, whenever Peyton was like kind of pursuing Haley as like, be my friend, be my friend, be my friend. Mm-hmm. It always felt like okay, well, we've got, we've got Brooke and Lucas in these scenes. So we have to find a way to get these two other actors in another scene. And so we're going to just smash them together and we'll see what happens. Haley doing this kind of work behind Peyton's back and like calling Lucas out and saying this is inappropriate Mm -hmm. and doing things that a good friend would do without even them reporting back to Peyton for a pat on the back. Like that's what real friendship's about. It's about doing the hard stuff and having those uncomfortable moments for the benefit of someone you care about. And it's not like Haley went and knocked on Peyton's door and was like, you conniving whore, you know? (laughs) Um, She took it to the person who's responsible because Peyton, I feel like, and we said this when we were watching, I feel like Peyton would be okay to let this go. Like to just let Brooke and Lucas be a thing like, we don't need to talk about it. I'm going to go paint in my bedroom and it's going to be unfun, but at and least it will be it. solitary. Yeah. He's the driving force here. And for his best friend to recognize that and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you're driving this boat. Let's dock it. Um, yeah. Haley's a good friend. It may, Like, it is totally, I don't know, validating that Peyton is like, please hang out with me. Please hang out with me. Please hang out with me. It's like she knows innately this is the person that I can trust. I love that. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. (laughs) Oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Yeah. (laughs) I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. 
Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. Oh boy. Well, when I moved to Nashville, the first thing I did was get on Wayfair and get one of them professional accounts so that I could <laughs> order everything. Because let me tell you how many things in my house are from Wayfair. So many things. And it's so fun. There's so many options. It's whimsical. If you need modern, if you need old, if it's they have everything. I love that I can put all the things I need in my shopping cart and then see them all together. And it's yes. just, you can see what the whole room's going to look like. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. And starting May 4th, you can get up to 80% off site-wide during Way Day, which is their biggest sale of the year. Did you also know they have like a digital room designer on their website? You can put things in your cart and then add them into this fake version of your house and you can look at the things that you want in your house and see what it looks like. It's amazing. The, the selection is huge. Obsessed. Um, it's their biggest sale of the year. As we said, you can find everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom, and more. Huge selection. Home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. And it's all on sale. Wayfair has something for every home, no matter your style or your budget. So preview the Wayday deals and start filling up your cart today. Don't miss Wayfair's biggest sale of the year to get everything for your home. Wayday runs from May 4th through the 6th. Head to Wayfair.com now to preview the deals and start filling your cart. That is W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. 
you can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new Asset Library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We had a lot of Camilla with this one. Now, for those of you who've been listening along, you know that originally this series uh, started out with Whitey as kind of the main voice over the whole thing. And he had this uh, wife that he would talk to all the time. And then by the end of the pilot, you find out that she's not alive. She's I don't know. I don't remember. Was it an actual ghost, like a woman who no. was there? But she, no, no, an actress. Honestly, it felt like the Wonder Years kind of, you know, like the narration yeah. in it definitely yeah. had like a Wonder Years vibe. Um, yeah. And so to lose that narration entirely, you know, these scenes would take on a very different tone. If yeah. like while we're smashing faces in the library, you hear Barry Corbin's voice like, and then these kids, Camilla, you know, <laughs> it know. turns the sexy down a little bit. <laughs> I know, totally. But it was nice to see a little bit of that. I, I, you know, even though it felt a bit haphazard and kind of thrown together, I still was really glad to dive into Whitey's own mm-hmm. so that he doesn't just become a caricature of, a, you know, a, of a device of a person. Yeah. You know, he really... Um, got to have his own journey and we got to see his own emotional experience of being a coach and why he cares and, uh, you know, things that he missed out on with his wife and how that affects Nathan was really cool too. Mm -hmm. How old did they think Barry was? Like, look, can we just talk about the picture of Camilla? Because that's like a woman from the 1920s. World War One. <laughs> totally. I'm, like, I'm looking at Barry. He's like, you know, 55 in this show. And they've got well, a wife that's, you know, she's a flapper. <laughs> yeah. Really funny, actually. Yeah. I don't know if this was intended or not, but maybe because, you know, we were watching this in order. It kind of felt like after that big crashing generational, you know, dinner of nightmares in the last episode <laughs> that Barry, you know, that Coach Whitey was at, I felt like watching all those families be destroyed by basketball, he was kind of in this episode taking stock of how basketball became such an obsession for him that in his mind he lost out, he wasted time with his wife. Yeah, And I, I kind of, it was a little wobbly, but I saw an arc there from, from last episode to the mid-season finale. And I was like, oh, this is interesting that, that being witness to that is giving Whitey this moment where he's being introspective and, and he's letting Nathan in. 
Well, and then you see Deb leave Dan at the end of the episode. It's another marriage ruined by what? High school basketball? High school basketball. Ruining everyone's life. So so I do a charity back home with my high school. We were a huge sports high school. Mm. We went to states and football. Like I would say that going like that experience of cheering on the sidelines to like the state competition at like a college campus. It was like the biggest deal ever. And we were in the Washington Post every weekend and all our players went to college and played. And it was such a huge experience. Um, and then three years ago, my, ti- my high school has become a Title I high school that doesn't have resources anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. largely low income and kids that, you know, apply for three meals a day. Um, and so the varsity football team didn't exist. Like only like 16 kids came out because no one had cleats, no one had equipment, no one could afford camps. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot that goes into it. And so we started this you know, Project Patriot, where we supply resources so that kids can do extracurricular activities. And just this last week, our high school won its first home game in five <gasps> years. Wow. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Go Patriots. I don't even know who we were playing. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's been this really cool thing to work on together with like old alumni. Shout out to Ashley Dawson and Tony Canonico. Because Tony listens to this. He's a boy who listens to our drum queen. Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. Um, (laughs) So I can see the good side of high school sports. I can see that camaraderie and that joy that it brings to the community. And the structure and the work ethic. Yeah. 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 And it's like we made fun of the toxic parents when we were in school. You know, like you could tell whose dad was an asshole. And, And so I relish the chance in this show to get back to like what that good stuff is. Cause I know we get there eventually with like the state championship and stuff like that. Yeah. But it seems like for these first 13 episodes, it's just been like bad, bad, bad drugs, you know, drugs, fighting, you know, doing dumb stuff on the court, tearing your family apart. And that's not it. Like high school sports can be awesome. Did you, mm-hmm. Sophia, did you have sports at the girls' school? Did you have like I field mean, hockey? <laughs> like what do, <laughs> what do girls do? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Yeah. Um, no, we didn't have that. I mean, we had, I know there, I think there was a tennis team. I know we had a soccer team. I, I don't know. I played volleyball in you junior did? high. Yeah. In junior high. And, but then I started doing theater and then I was like, see ya. And I was just like <laughs> yeah. doing, doing plays and, you know, teching shows and stuff. I, I, I completely fell out of any of the world of athletics once I started getting really into doing plays. So it's funny because I don't, I don't, I didn't have an experience of sports at our high school. And I think that was actually part of when I was applying to colleges, I really couldn't decide. I was like, do I want to go to NYU or do I want to go to USC? Oh my God, girl, you went from zero to a yeah. thousand. And I I was like, I want to have that experience. And Joy, like even when you talk about Haley, you know, trying to figure out who she is, like for me, it felt like trying on a new costume. It was like, okay, I did the really academic uh, nerdy all-girls school theater kid costume, and now I'm going to go do the big, huge football games and paint our faces and, like, Roseville that queen. whole world. Roseville <laughs> queen. <laughs> like, that whole world was a costume. And, like, you know, I, 
I was trying to figure out like where on the ends of these spectrums, where, where do I fit? What, what's my natural kind of post? And I really feel like that took me until I was like 30. You were into sports. Like I feel like yeah. anytime we had like like Super Bowls and things like that, you were kind of at the nexus of those get-togethers. I just love a hang. I love any excuse <laughs> to throw a party. So if it's like, I'm going to host the Thanksgiving party with like all our friends and family, or if I'm going to, Super Bowl to me, I'm like, this is an excuse to, to watch really generally, really creative commercials. I'm like, I don't care so much about the game, but you can get 40 people in a house and have good food. So I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I Joy. I am a psychotic soccer fan. Like I'm a person who during the world cup will wake up at 4am to watch the women's national team play. (laughs) Like I'm a lunatic about it. You're an owner now. Yeah. That's right. Owner of a soccer team. It's so crazy. I can't, I I keep looking around being like, who's the grown up here? And I realize it's me. (laughs) That's what's so so weird. Oh, it's so great. Joy, you, you had to, um, actually do some sports action in this episode. Are you, (laughs) were you faking it? Can you throw a ball? Yeah, no, I'm pretty athletic. I I always was when I was a kid. I I, I um not I had a harder time with team sports, uh, just coordinating with other people, and it was more of the mental um, mental agility with team sports because uh, I was so easily discouraged if I didn't get something Aww. right, and you know people Aww. would would be like, oh, "Come on, joy" or whatever. It Aww. like crushed me. I, I was not. It wasn't easy for me to bounce back from that. So I knew I was really good at theater. And that, so that was my sport because that, <laughs> uh, like, I didn't have to deal with people telling me how bad I was at it. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh. like, team sports, I mean, my really only interaction with team sports, I think I joined a soccer team for a minute, but then I got to play and I was like, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and then I think I, I did the kickball and handball and, and hockey and gym at school. And I felt comfortable with it. It was just that I didn't know how to interact with other people on a team with, uh, passing the ball or knowing all the rules and everything. So I'm really good with per, like a single person. I, I, I kickbox, I can do tennis really well. I'm, I'm good at, you know, I can play basketball like one-on-one or whatever, but um, team sports were just hard for me. Um, mm. Yeah. So as the oldest kid, you know, I had to have to watch my brothers growing up. And so I was yeah. always like, Oh my God, you won. Like I I'm so groomed to let the other person win. Oh, right. Oh, that's so funny. When I, I think that's why I liked watching sports. Cause it was almost like, I don't know, voyeurism. It's like, Oh my God, look at those people who want this so bad. Like, <laughs> that's, so, that's so crazy. <laughs> you, you want I don't it. even remember shooting this though. The, the free throw stuff, uh, there, there was that that one scene on the court when Nathan comes out and he's, he's trying to teach me not at his house, but out on the river court. And we were frozen. You can tell because what we're both talking and our lips are kind of like. like and when your face doesn't move. Exactly. We were out there. Frozen. Also, you couldn't lift your arms because you're wearing. I, knew I was in 12 layers. So what, you wear like silks on the bottom layer. Right. So silks are, uh, which they don't make anymore now. If you ask someone for silks, they're like, what? Did you know this? No. Yes. I've because I've been shooting in Canada so much then I I've it's gotten to a point now where okay so silks used to be made from silk which was uh, a a and a particular type of like elastic silk that was a thermal layer under your clothes so even in the in the cold it would really trap in the heat very well but I guess um there's like a silkworm shortage or something 
So it's really hard to find. You have to find like vintage silk. So now they have thermals, which accomplish the same job a little bit less well. Well, look, I'm going to start a silkworm farm up at Mischief Farm now that Joy has pointed out the void. I had a lot of layers on. It was that and then the, you know, whatever goes over it and then the T-shirt and then the long sleeve T-shirt and then the um, corduroy scarf and corduroy jacket. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about layers. Sophia has tripled down on the unsexy. (laughs) Watch me. A turtleneck, and I'm going to wear a scarf over said turtleneck. Your Tigger scarf. Oh, yeah. my God. Is you doing great? the Winnie the Pooh song killed me while we watched this episode, Joy. <laughs> um, yeah, that, you know, there's something so funny about it because I look so goofy in that little outfit. It's so and sweet. It's, it's so sweet because this girl just is leaning in and, and telling her best friend she's falling for this boy and and starting to tell this boy about how she feels. It's like that scene where Brooke and Lucas go for the walk in yeah. said scarf when they have hot chocolates. <laughs> like, she can't even keep it in, you know? It, it's falling out of her mouth, and then she diverts and says she's talking about Karen and Keith. Oh, yeah. And it's just, oh, it's heartbreaking. If Brooke is the real-life Tigger of this show and Peyton yeah. is clearly the Eeyore. What <laughs> is Haley? What is Haley? I don't know. Is Haley Pooh or Piglet? Probably Piglet. Yeah, that or the rabbit. You're the rabbit that's like, you guys are so stupid. You're making me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot yeah. about the rabbit. Yeah. No, that's actually yeah. perfect. That's yeah. so perfect. No, Pooh. Who's walking around like an old dummy? Who's the Pooh? Is it Keith? Oh, he's so oh, oh, I just need he's, a drink. Hi guys. He's so sweet. I mean, what an episode for Keith. Yeah. You know, reminding us that Karen kissed him at the airport and he said it. It wasn't just a friendly goodbye kiss, it was a kiss kiss. Yeah. And and you know, Karen's been gone at cooking school in Italy for six weeks because Moira was off having a baby. And she's finally coming back and he can't wait to kiss her again. And he's taking Lucas and, and he has this whole conversation with Lucas about no matter what happens in, you know, Keith and Karen's relationship, he'll always be there for him. And they exchange, I love yous. And it's so sweet. And Keith gets distracted by Dan, who he's just had this terrible interaction with. And he does that thing, which I think we've all, I mean, how close have you come to doing that when you're at a light? And it turns green and then you're like, oh, no, my, le- my left arrow is red. I, I don't go. Now. Yeah. But you start oh, yeah. to and then you stop, yeah. you know. All the time. And it's that moment where you really go, oh, God, it could have been me. Yeah. Ugh. But the question was, how many drinks did he have that <sighs> yes. We don't know. I mean, I guess know. we'll find out when we come back. We thought yeah. one beer, but. But if he's, it's three hours out and he's yeah. you know, having a beer three hours before he goes to get her. Yeah, Oof. moral of the story, kids. Don't do that. Don't drink and drive. Just don't drink and drive. It's not worth it. Um, wow. Yeah, and I mean. pretty cool for Dan to be there and, and you know, mm-hmm. being there to rip the door off the car and pull Lucas out and have to say, because it's a life or death <gasps> situation, he's yeah. my son. Um, that was a pretty selfless moment. Even if you could call the heroics of pulling him out of the car selfish, because on some level, I'm sure that made Dan feel great. Mm. Um, but being in the hospital, he didn't gain anything by yeah. saying, 
and his father. There's also something so interesting to me about how a catastrophic event can immediately make you drop all your BS, all your nonsense, everything that you've been storing up and thinking, and you realize none of it's real. All that's important are, are the people who you care about. And it's like in that moment when those, when, when Keith and Lucas get hit, Dan sees it and none of the other nonsense that people fight about matters anymore. He, he's there, he's present. And, and it, it felt like a, a sort of singularity point for his character. And he had to drop all the pretense and just tell the truth. Yeah. And that was wild. Well, and you said what you just said, the people you care about. And up until this point, Dan has mm. been adamant. I don't care about Lucas. I yeah. don't care about Keith. And Deb's yeah. just like caught him with Beechor. <laughs> guys, oh my guys, gosh. <laughs> when we heard the term Beechor used in this episode, we all gasped and were like, that's our next pilot. Like that's the show, show we're doing. Beechors. Um, Beechor had a great episode. Um, but Deb just gave Dan like a look that is heartbreaking. Oof. And so beyond anger, it was like, fine. this is, it was, and it was also, everything I saw in her look was, I knew, I know you're an ass. I know you're stubborn and you're selfish and you broke in and you have all these problems. I have, I've known it's difficult. I'm working through it, but I didn't know you were a cheater. Yeah. And that's what like shuts everything down for her. Like, Oof. I was willing to put up with so much, but this, mm-hmm. yeah, no. This is black and white, yeah. you know? Yeah. This is clear cut. And so I wonder if that total, like, being alone situation is what put Dan in the headspace mm. to show up. for. It's like, well, I don't have anybody else. Like, yeah. I don't have my son. I don't have my wife. Like, my son wanted to hang out with his girlfriend, you know? Like, yeah. these fringe relatives are the only people that he has left mm. and then what else happened i mean i'm still stuck on beach wars that's the most exciting <laughs> thing for me <laughs> honestly i made two notes this whole episode because i was so just like watching it and it's Haley yelling at lucas and beach wars those are my two notes. i love it <laughs> actually let's talk about music though because this episode had two songs that i super loved oh. the tegan and sarah song don't confess don't confess don't confess Oof. Y'all, I used to drive around in my car listening to that Tegan and Sarah album on repeat, just yeah. weeping. And every time I every time I hear it now, I think of like the live oak trees with the moss hanging down on Market Street in Wilmington. Yeah. Just because just driving up and down that strip, listening to that whole album, the on the nose of it all with the don't confess is <gasps> Oh, but it was so good, especially because. Brooke's having this moment when she's like, I want to remember this forever. And it's it was so well shot, whoever directed this, having you look at the stereo so that you could say, don't confess. And both of our faces were on camera and your face was turned away from oh, my face. Yeah. Mwah, chef's kiss. Beautiful. It also was a sign from the universe. I believe uh-huh. in signs from the universe. Oh, same. Constantly. Have mm-hmm. you ever had a sign from the universe in real life where you're like, Oh, I shouldn't tell my best friend that I'm kissing her. <laughs> <laughs> no. Convenient. Also, the genius of Peyton going to Haley 
And then Haley saying, it's not like Lucas was dating Nathan. Yeah. That I was, was like, so good. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Do you think that Haley like knows what she's saying? Not in that moment, no. I don't think so. Haley's the smartest character. Do you know what I mean? Now I would have read it differently. I think the way that I chose to play it was just distracted and oblivious. But mm -hmm. I think now, in context, I definitely think the, a more interesting choice would have been for her to say it that way. And I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a loving way for Haley to get that point across of like, um, you don't, you don't want this. Like, oh, funny. I'm being your friend and I'm going to say it in a way that is gentle for you. That's much more interesting. I wish I wow. would have made that choice. I, that's how I took it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I, I kind of saw it in the middle. I felt like when you said, what's this about or what's going on? Whatever you said to Peyton and then Hillary, your response is, oh, it's friend of a friend stuff. Yeah. I felt like Haley was like, what's going on? And then you're like, no, no, it's not about me. I just, I, you know, I need help to advise someone else. And then I almost felt like you kind of got lost in telling your own story. And then you crack a joke in this way that was sort of irreverent and that that lands so hard. For me as an audience member, I saw that like sucker punch Peyton and Haley was just like, I'm giving great advice in this moment. And I was like, oh God, everything is bad everywhere. Everything is bad everywhere. At a certain so point, awkward. I need like somebody to get their knee off my neck, you know, just because it feels like oh, every episode. Is... I think that's the that's the title of the uh, of our podcast episode today. <laughs> Everything is bad everywhere. <laughs> Drags. Do you guys also clock that Shin song too? I had to look it up again because I love that song. Oh, remember over the ramparts you toss the scent of your skin and some foreign flowers. Ooh. Do you remember this? Tied to a brick, sweet as a song. The years have been short, but the days were long. God. You know this song. It was Such like good huge in 2004. Huge. I mean, the shins were major. Yeah, I got major. a friend of mine, a, a baby onesie with the shins album art on Ooh. it when they had a kid. Like, God, yeah, huge. Yeah, they were happening. We were getting like bigger and bigger bands on our yeah. show. Yeah, we were. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Mm. I've had uh, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes Mm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it Mm -hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more. I do too. I totally agree, especially because therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like I think of it as a you know gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important mm-hmm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody yeah. to help us work through something. But that's literally a therapist's job. And I think that's why it works so well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash drama today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drama. Oh gosh, I'm so excited whenever we get these offers. I love using my coupons that I virtually clip out for Thrive because they have all these options of things that I can't find in my local grocer. And the one thing everyone has to do is grocery shop, right? So why not do Mm -hmm. it from the comfort of your couch? And for me, that's where Thrive Market comes in. Totally agree. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and my household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online and then quick ship to my doorstep huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And I use their online filters to suit my lifestyle needs. So whether you're looking for organic kids snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks to make simpler, healthier swaps. Not only do we all save time shopping as Thrive Market members, but I love that I save money on every single grocery order. I mean, on average, it's over 30% savings every single time. Whether that's pantry staples, like you said, like, you know, peanut butter and coconut oil, or I am getting the gluten-free snacks I'm actually supposed to be eating. It really (laughs) makes a big difference. (laughs) When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. So save time and money. Shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash drama for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash drama. Thrivemarket.com slash drama. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. (laughs) You know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole 
platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can (laughs) reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand In the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS, and he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This is my chance. So all of his pilots that never that never aired. Right. I love those old beta tapes. (laughs) So you guys can do this too. join over one point five million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. Okay. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson. Uh, We are going to have uh, Milo Ventimiglia on the podcast today, and we are dropping the episode immediately. We are very excited to have him. He's he's an old and dear friend, and uh, he gave us uh, he gave us some time, which is he doesn't have any time, but he gave us some time and we really, really, really appreciate it. So we're going to do this interview with Milo uh, and we're going to drop it immediately as soon as we can get it all cobbled together. This crack team I have and we're just very, very excited about it. So anyway, listen to my podcast. I am all in right now on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. You want to do a fan question? Um, yeah, let's do a fan question. Okay. Nicole is asking about the filming locations. She wants to know, was the show filmed in actual houses or built sets? Yes. Let's talk about that. Both. Uh, Haley's bedroom set. Haley's house exterior house. Neighborhood house. I think yeah. all of our homes, the exteriors were actual homes and all the mm-hmm. interiors were... Well, I well, no, Nathan's house. We were on. We were in yeah. there. Nathan's house. We were inside those, those people's houses. Peyton's yeah. bedroom was on set because we spent so much time there. But the entire yeah. downstairs and obviously like the exterior of the house were a real house that was right across the street from Haley's house, which is not something, you know, people who go on the tour in Wilmington know that. But we yeah. were the girls from the rough side of the tracks um, which I think that's right. They should have played that up more. You I know, think so too. I think that would have been really cool. Because what fun. we liked in the last episode is you turn around at Peyton's house and you see the house across the street, and there's like weeds up to the second story. Yeah. You know, like nobody tried to make it look posh or pretty. Um, Wouldn't it have been cool if like Haley and Peyton actually were like on the same street and kind of always saw each other and ignored each other or whatever and started to? Oh yeah. Been cool. Well, did you have people like that in real life growing up? Because I definitely yeah. did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. singing a song to our German shepherd in the backyard and like looking up and seeing all like the hot middle school dudes walk by and being like, oh, I'm going to die. But yeah, proximity was already built in with our locations. I don't know why we never played that. Lucas's house was a, was a house too. the downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. His bedroom was on stage. What about how much of Brooks? 
Oh my god. We didn't see Brooke's house. Yeah, I saw it with like Felix once. We don't see Brooke's house, gosh, until we get later into the season. There's a big scandal. And you go into (laughs) Brooke's bedroom for the first time. But there's no house. I don't think Brooke got a house until season two. But same, the exterior um, was a real place. And then we would use some of the downstairs rooms. But then my bedroom was always on a set. Anywhere that we were going to be with any regularity, aside from the big Dan Scott house, they would build on stage because it was just too hard to deal with when you could be in the houses, you know, getting the folks who live there out and comfortable. And such a process. Yeah. It's really hectic for people. So, so they, they liked building sets so that we could kind of make our own schedules. Well, so for Peyton's house, in the midst of our shooting, the house sold, right? So there was no guarantee that they were going to let us keep filming there. And the young family that moved in was John Jeremiah Sullivan, who is a really accomplished writer. He's a writer for GQ and I think for like Rolling Stone. He's written a bunch of books. Um, Cool guy. And so I ended up kind of making friends with them. And I've stayed in touch with him and his family. Their daughter was born. Like, Like they moved in when his wife was pregnant. Their daughter was born right after we, you know signed our agreement with them and they were like oh we get to go stay in the riverview suites for a couple days here and there and make some money and it pays our mortgage oh no what they didn't realize is that like our set dressing wallpapered the house the way we wanted it not the way they wanted it but they only went halfway up the stairs mm-hmm. so for like years they had to live with the halfway wallpaper which doesn't sound bad at first and then you're like six months into your house and you're like i'm gonna, I'm gonna rip this off oh um, my god he wrote an article about it I was going to ask, I remember that article kind of broke my heart. I really felt for them. It was a painful situation. And so as their daughter got older, she grew up with people in their front yard and on their steps. And then when she was old enough to watch this television show that, you know, she's, she might be in college now, or either she's like in late high school or college now. um, She watches the show. And in the later seasons, when we get to the psycho Derek stuff in the basement, yeah. For her to watch all of that like trauma happen in what's supposed to be <sighs> her house was so weird. So weird. So for any of you who go through Wilmington and like go by the houses and stuff, these are real people and they're lovely. Like please be so mm. so so nice to them. You should leave like flowers and, you know, presents on their doorstep yeah, cuz they've yes. been so good to our fan base. Yeah. yeah, it does it does also feel worth repeating. I I, I I, I love, and I know we all love, that our show means as much to all of you guys as it does. It means a lot to us. Yeah. But, Hillary, you just said the most perfect thing. These are real people. I, I get, like, the tours and wanting to take photos. Please do it from the sidewalk. Yeah. Please don't just, like, walk uh, onto yeah. people's front porches and lean on their front doors. And, like, yeah. I, I've, seen, I've seen some people who obviously mean so well, but you know, who are kind of climbing all over these homes. And, and when, when the writer you're referring to wrote this piece, he talked about how terrifying it would be for his little girl to just have like strangers peeking in the front windows and outside her front door. Did they try and sell the house and then couldn't because it was a TV show house? Is that what happened? That's what happened to the people who own Lucas and Karen's house. Oh, that's right. They couldn't sell the house because there's always people climbing all over it. So 
I think it would be really loving if we as a community, as this great big One Tree Hill family could kind of try to set a boundary and say, if you're going to go visit the homes, take pictures from the sidewalk. Yeah. If you happen to meet the person who lives there and and they say, oh, today you're welcome to whatever, take their lead. But yeah. just don't like, don't go climb on people's porches and stuff. Be, <laughs> you know, be, Creepy. Yeah, just, just Creepy. be loving. And, re- and remember that like if you were in your house and suddenly oh my somebody God. was... Peeking in your front window, you'd probably be pretty freaked out. So, so let's let's all lovingly. Yeah, I mean, people are really that. lucky they didn't get shot because let it's me tell the you, south. it's the it's south. I, it's the south, and also like if somebody's walking on my property, I gotta BB gun. If you're looking in my window, <laughs> believe me, I'm shooting your eye out. Don't oh even my get God. started with the, me. I'm so Joy, southern. I love you. Dude, you can't go to someone's house without bringing a trinket or a casserole or like a yep. thing, and so. Yep. I don't know. Maybe we need to have a, a toll, you know, like either yeah. you need to bring a bouquet of flowers or some Let's seashells or some candles, <laughs> a bottle of champagne, something. Yeah. We should ask. We should ask the people who live in each house <laughs> what, what their, their favorite thing is. And then we'll publish a guide of like, offerings <laughs> to leave. here's the toll right? that you have to pay to go. We're going to do a toll just just for energetic <laughs> niceness because truly <laughs> these families they have put up with god bless so them. much over the years and they are so kind so and, true and i think that you know jeremiah being so honest mm-hmm. about the stuff that so many people probably never considered really opened my eyes and our eyes and anyway loving boundaries everyone loving yeah. boundaries <laughs> all right what's the next question <laughs> okay um what was something your characters went through or did that made you see your character in a new light and maybe even had a new admiration for? Um, should we just stick to what we've seen so far in the in yeah. the first 12? Sure. That's smart. Yeah. Go, Joy. Well, I think what, what I've been noticing, um, as I just said, I, I love Haley so much more now than I did back then. I think mm. she was just all the character of her was all tangled up with my young confusion of what yeah. I, who I wanted to be and what I wanted life to be and I, how I wanted to play the character and what I thought was uh, uh, important to portray all those kinds of things like responsibilities to younger women and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. looking back at Haley, I love that she was just so ballsy and brave. And um, I think I always felt, I always felt really insecure. And then, Sometimes I would overcompensate that by being really stubborn mm. um, because I didn't know who I could trust. So I just felt like, oh, I can't trust anybody. So I just I'm going to dig my heels in. Um, and so I what I love about watching Haley now is that somehow I managed to let my insecurities go to be her. And and I just love how brave she was and um, willing to contribute to the conversation and confident in her own skin and all the yeah. things that all the best parts of her make me really proud of her. Haley is so incredibly likable and everyone's being loathsome in different ways. And Haley is just like the voice of integrity. Yeah. And it's also really, I have to say, it's so fun for me to watch, I mean, to watch all of this with the two of you is such a dream. So thanks again to the fans (laughs) for tuning in. But but like, I don't know. I, I remember at the time how hard it was as just like 21 year old girls as our characters, as Brooke and Peyton were, you know, on either end of this big secret and this big betrayal and this love triangle, 
people were really mean to me and to Hillary, mm-hmm. kind of in defense of each other's characters. Yeah. And it was really hard. <laughs> Baby, they sad. still are. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. But now now we're, we're grown ladies and we don't give a shit. It's but fine. at the time, I, I was really like, I didn't know what to do about it. And now I'm like, mm, that's cute that you think you could love her more than I do. <laughs> yeah. LOL. Um, but it's actually really cool because I realize how insecure and and kind of like bullied I felt as a young girl doing this show now like I don't know I was so in the Brooke and Peyton of it all I'm I'm loving watching Haley I'm like dude I forgot like there's just things I forgot and to see her be so true blue have such a clear sense of right and wrong I I think for so long especially young women we get encouraged to be like yeah but what was he feeling? You know, why do you think he might have done that bad thing? And there's justify like a little, it. yeah, there was a, there was a lot of like justify for love nonsense. And Haley was like, we're not justifying anything. And, <laughs> and so now I'm watching her just being like, this is the friend we all deserved. <laughs> yeah, she's handling. I know the question is specifically, did the characters go through something? I mean, like I said, again, it's just watching the progression of all the circumstances that are happening and yeah. seeing how we you know we're handling everything. But I think just Haley blossoming in this relationship with Nathan and, and um, being more comfortable in her own skin and discovering who she is and what she likes. And yeah. um, it's really fun to watch. What about you guys? Well, I just want to say it makes sense that the one with the parents and like the family unit is oh. the one who is navigating the best. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Wow, yeah, yeah. It does. I um I have <laughs> struggled with Peyton for a long time because you know, she was vilified and I didn't really pay attention to why and it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, fine, you know, whatever. Um and there've been some really sweet kids who listen to the not kids, we're all like older now. Um but people who listen to our podcast and who come online and they're like, "Just so you know, <laughs> like I liked you." So thank yeah. you for that. That's really nice. But seeing a girl who should probably be in therapy, seeing mm-hmm. a girl who should have an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or anybody check yeah. in on her and doesn't, watching her get manipulated by a boy, oh. I never thought to characterize the relationship that way because it mm. does end up becoming the happy ending by the time I left the show, right? Right. But I think it's important to acknowledge that when we're kids and we're sorting out how to have relationships, and maybe we haven't necessarily had examples of that, there are going to be mistakes. And Lucas is making major mistakes here. Peyton's paying for it. Brooke's going to end up paying for it. Um, But it never occurred to me before that it wasn't Peyton's fault. I think I assumed, like, I say I assumed, but I think Peyton assumed ownership of the chaos certainly for me for like 18 years. And so to watch it now as an adult, like I'm watching it as a third person. It's not me, you know, the character or the actress. I'm a totally different human now. And I can watch it and be like, oh, bunny, bunny, you need a person, you know, you need an older lady to brush your hair and say, oh, no, 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 no. So that's, I mean, that's the thing that watching back for me, I just feel this kind of relief of like, Oh, it wasn't her mm-hmm. fault. That's yeah, that's a relief. Who are you? Yeah, I love that. I 
it's interesting, you know, I, I have liked in these first 13 episodes, seeing Brooke put the defense down the like how hard she pushes to be like charming or sexy or say the thing that's going to get the laugh. It's all about outside validation and like really trying to look like she has it together Yeah. and, and seeing her get softer, seeing her admit things. I mean, even her saying on that hot chocolate walk and talk with Lucas, I'm not close with my mom. It would be really cool if I hit it off with yours. She is, she wants a family. Yeah. She just like, she wants a safe place. She's never felt safe. And, and I think it's really interesting to understand how, like you said, you know, people who don't have a family unit can suffer a lot. People who don't have a safe place, even with a chosen family can kind of suffer a lot. And and Brooke and Peyton have been each other's chosen family, but they're just two 16-year-olds. Like, no one can be the leader because they're both little girls. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Where's the leader? We don't have one. We're just, we're a team. But like, I don't know, we're out like trolling around like feral cats. We don't know anything. We needed like <laughs> a cool, like student government teacher. You know, like a cool yeah. chick teacher. Because I had cool teachers in school that definitely yeah. would like... Pull me aside. That was like, missing, wasn't it? Yes. Like a cool kind of rock and roll vibe. Yeah. Like, like we older needed, parent. We needed when we were all the kids at Tree Hill High to have the teacher slash guidance counselor that Haley James yeah. becomes later in the show. We never had. We never had that. Yeah. Plus, back then there was such a big separation between the parents and the kids with fashion, and it was like very clear. <laughs> who was like mom, like soccer mom space, Flex. and then who were the kids? Yeah, Barbara yeah, with her tan pants. <laughs> but it really, <laughs> it really created a big divide, I think, between the adults and the kids. And I, I don't know what your experience has been, Hill, as a mom of, um, well, preteen, I guess, yeah. almost. But um, there's less of a divide. Like there's much more of a, I mean, maybe I'm just a really cool mom, but cool you know, mom. I, uh, it seems like there's less of a divide between the parents and the kids. It seems like, I don't know. Am I, is that just my world? With- I think that we hang out with our kids in a different way than necess- like our parents' generation did. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. there's, <laughs> we're the communicators. Um, yeah. But I would say that when I was in school, the there were a number of teachers who were really young like right out of college so they weren't necessarily that much older than us mm-hmm. and that made it really easy to communicate with them and so yeah. i wish that our girls had had a woman yeah. in their 20s you know that yeah that would have been good for us on set to have someone yeah. a little bit older for um, sure. oh man and and good for us in the narrative because we were just floating <laughs> They wouldn't yeah. have known how to write for her, though. Yeah, all the boys got to have mentors. What the heck? They had multiple mentors. <laughs> it's actually really interesting, too, thinking about how intense the divide was. Even with our wardrobe, something just clicked for me where I'm like, oh, but we were all 21, 22, 23, you know, aside from sweet baby James, who was 18 this, this first <laughs> season. But, you know, everyone playing our parents was only like 15 years older than us. Yeah. They, they were weren't kids. actually old enough to be our real parents. Yeah. So 
I think they also tried to age them up yeah. in, in uh, dressing yeah. them more kind of like parental, conservative, khaki. Yeah. Like they, they didn't want they didn't want Deb to be the cool mom because then everyone would know she wasn't that much older than us. Yeah. Right. That makes That's sense. true. Well, Deb went through it this episode. Peyton and Brooke oh. are going through it. It's a big, big episode. And it was, I think this was our winter finale. So I think this was the the hiatus one that we come, we stop like November, what, you know, 24 or something and then come back January 17th. These episodes though were airing in February. Do you guys remember back in the first years of our show, we would take March off because every week in March was a rolling spring break and the network had this, obsession, I guess, or this some person there was convinced that if we aired episodes over spring break, the ratings would go down. Oh, that's so weird. So they would take us off the air for all of March. Yeah. And then we'd come back on Dude, here. I totally forgot about that. It was so weird. That's it was right. so weird. Well, now you all can stream it. Now you can watch it in like two days. Just you binge watch it. whatever you want. <laughs> this is our March hiatus and it's, we go out on Lucas flatlining flatlining scary as if the surgery wasn't like a dramatic enough point they were like we really got to go out on this button by the way when he shows up and the and the surgeon has to say <laughs> he takes one look at him and he goes he's gonna need surgery i'm like you haven't even examined him yeah. you don't know maybe he's just got a concussion he might be fine <laughs> he's dramatic you guys calm down <laughs> he's gonna need surgery i mean nothing against the actor but he had to say that line all right let's do a most likely to huh Okay, let's do it. Most likely to win win Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Oh, okay. So hold on. Let's. We have to find a character and a real life person. Would Mouth win Jeopardy? I feel like Mouth would win Jeopardy. Oh, absolutely. God, you nailed that, Joyce, so quickly. I also weirdly feel like Lee Norris would win Jeopardy. Yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah, that's right. He'd, he'd really be focused. He'd be in like a great suit with a cool tie mm-hmm. and he'd just be going in on facts. <laughs> I see it. Fine. As yeah. long as they have LeVar Burton hosting, I'm Hello? Uh, I'm all for Lee being on Jeopardy. You and me both. That's my dream. Yeah. That's my yeah. petition. The more you know. That's it, folks. It has been a weird meandering episode. I'm glad you stuck with us through it because this was a grab bag of all sorts of emotional car accidents to be chores. <laughs> awesome. Stick around and uh, and next week we'll have more fun for you. And if you haven't bought your tickets for our live event, OTH Day, bring it on. We're going to have a blast. And I'm probably going to wear something inappropriate. Hey, wear that silver <laughs> bikini from the Entertainment oh, hey! Weekly photo shoot. <laughs> Girl, I'm someone's mother. Calm down. <laughs> Beach horse. Beach horse. I like it. Should we all wear turtlenecks and silver bikini bodies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Just to really convince, c- confuse people? Yeah, that's our uniform. Sounds great. Da-da-da. Well, we love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Love y'all. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens. 
schedule tough girl you could sit with us girl drama queens drama queens drama queens drama drama queens drama queens with the best all-inclusive vacation deals to mexico and the caribbean booking your getaway with cheap caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal whether you want to enjoy snorkeling endless margaritas and more or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Boy, I've spent... Definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate. And having somebody there to just talk through things really makes it makes the days easier sometimes. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.